welcome to another episode of the Rec Tech Polls, the last one of the year. Daphne Jackson speaking, and to close out the year, I figure we can have a super special episode and bring all of the hosts from this year. So I have with me Julia Wilson and Ankit Sharma. Hi, guys. Hi, Daphne. Hey, how are you guys? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. It's the last week of the year. Is it? No. Technically, there's another one, right? Yes, there is. Sorry, guys. It's been a long year. Super long weeks ahead. And uh, yeah. But thank you guys for making this work. For you listeners, we are all in different time zones. So this is probably the only uh, sweet spot that we get to talk all together it's super late in Singapore, super early here in Chicago, and Julia's the only one with a decent time. I get, I get the time time, so works for me. <laughs> so we're just going to talk today about the highlights of this year. We started this podcast in May with the hopes that we can reach different audience, that we can deliver the message, talk about compliance, talk about payments. And it was more like an experiment. And then this has evolved into, you know, this great program here at Acuity, where we have had so many people from different industries, so many people from all over the world. And, you know, it's been such a great pleasure. I mean, as you guys might have seen, I hope you have. And if you haven't, let me brag a little bit. But we were ranked the number two podcast in the rec tech industry. Julia, remind me the the blog. So Feedspot. So Feedspot have an annual list of the top reg tech podcasts, which you need to listen to. And we were number two. So amazing. You know, it was something that was totally unexpected. And, and having only started this in May with zero experience of podcasting and, and not really knowing how it was going to evolve. I think that was um it was pretty special when we got that. Yeah, totally. I mean, yay! Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's 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 been great. I mean, I think one of the greatest things for me has been obviously working with you guys. And for those of you who don't know, you guys listen to Ankit, Julia, and I, but we have people behind the scene like Zoe. Uh, she's here, and you know we have to thank her for for helping us produce the the podcast as well, editing. We've had many people also help behind the scenes within their tenures and acuity. So it's also great. We have to acknowledge them. So thank you for all your work as well. But it has been really great because you said, like you said, we just said, let's, let's do this. Let's give it a shot. COVID kind of shook us up a little bit. And so this has been a really great experience. And, you know, I mean, Julia, I talk to you more often, but it's been great also working with you and you know, we have some like these crazy time zone difference and, uh, being able to, you know, collaborate more closely with you and with people from from the Asia Pacific region has been incredibly enlightening. And yeah, just wanted to throw it out there. No, no, absolutely right. So, uh, as they say, necessity is the mother of all invention, and I guess that's why we took this route um, of of uh, bringing people onto this podcast channel. I mean, and um, it's been a very enlightening journey uh, even for myself having heard um, all of you speak to so many people across the globe um, so yeah guys just tune in and listen to uh, the fabulous list that we have at acuity.com 
Absolutely. So let's talk about the highlights of this year. Let's bring it home. Julia, you want to go first? Yeah. So if, if I think about some of the, the ones that really struck me or, you know, areas that I feel like I learned a lot in, um, it's all around the, the payments industry and, and, you know, instant payments and e-wallets and that sort of thing. And I remember um, the e-wallets podcast, which we recorded with Chris Moiser, David White and Dalbia Sahata, which was um, turned out to be number three on the list and the third most popular podcast of the year. So that was great. Getting three of our experts to actually sit down at the same time is always challenging with um, with diaries. But I just found that really fascinating. I didn't have any idea how many underbanked, unbanked people there were in the world, let alone in you know developed countries like the US. Just the fact that you know e wallets are helping people get access to the financial system where. You know, you don't have to go into a high street branch. You don't have to have sort of, you know, the, the, the proof of employment and those, there are barriers to people getting bank accounts and that's where e-wallets are coming in. And I find that really interesting. I think um, I think it was Dell who mentioned a stat where there were 100 million people in India who previously didn't have access to bank accounts who have now got access to e-wallets. And I mean, that kind of number is just staggering to me. That, that that can, um, you know, that that number of people just have been, you know, kind of locked out of the financial system. I find that amazing. You know, and they talked about some of the challenges around that. And obviously, you've, you've still got KYC concerns, you've still got, you know, security concerns, you still need to validate these people. But it's it's just making it easier, which I think is, is really important. And then on, on a similar vein, you know, uh, definitely, it was actually one that you did with Sarkis, around the digitization of payments and the, you know, how, how quickly that's going and whether or not, you know, is that being driven by the pandemic? Is that going to stay at the same rate after the pandemic? Obviously, you know, online shopping and online purchasing is, is going sky high. And I think that probably when we recorded the podcast, we thought it was all going to go back to normal very soon, but it's yeah. um, seems to be not the case. Boy, uh, were we wrong. Here I am sitting in London in tier four now. So that's always fun. But yeah, you know, it was just about, you know, the, the whole the whole sort of shift towards digital payments, online payments. You've got this gig economy who, you know, are relying on things like push payments. And that's something that we talked about with Visa Direct. And I just think it's been, you know, you, you know that online payments are more of an area now. But I think to really get under the skin of why is it happening? How is it being enabled? Is it being driven by technology? Is it being driven by society? Is it being driven by businesses? And I think it's a combination of all those things, um, you know, combined with COVID. But I think it was it was something that was going to happen anyway. Um, I think COVID's just kind of pushed people to take that take that leap a little bit more quickly. Yeah, like an accelerator for sure. Yeah, exactly. When I think back on the on the episodes that I've that I've recorded or that I've listened to from from you guys, I think those are the ones that I, I found really fascinating. It's a good list. It's a good list. What about you, Ankit? Well, I have a few more than what uh, Julia highlighted. I think she's a little picky, even in these podcasts. So I'll, I'll start probably with with at the onset of of the pandemic. I had recorded one along with you with Saurabh, you know, who was an in-house expert uh, from the business solutions team. And 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 the two takeaways that I had from that conversation one was, uh, you know how businesses and this cuts, cuts across all the domains and not just traditional FIs that, you know, uh, the pressure that they're facing in terms of costs, both on CapEx and OpEx uh, is really pushing them to towards cloud, cloud-based solutions and, and APIs. I think, you know, that 
um, at that onset kind of set that trend for us. And I think secondly was the reinforcement of the three E's that we have been propagating for the longest time um, in terms of efficiency, explainability and effectiveness of your FCC program and the solution that you use. So I think that was a good start uh, for the ones that we did in APAC from there. You know, uh, been really fortunate to speak to people from multiple industries, multiple domains. I mean, we've spoken to consultants like Sini from Duffin Phelps, um, and and she's really kind of helped me understand the nuances around the travel rule 16, the kind of money laundering avenues, typologies that are coming in um, around crypto and digital assets. Uh, I think I think uh, you know one thing that I really picked up from her was the was the was the fact that are uh, is there any bias uh, against fintechs or or is is the regulatory field a level playing field for traditional fi and fintech and that usual debate uh, you know so so view to 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 see that or to understand that from uh, a regulatory consultant's lens was quite fascinating i guess from there i mean i had the opportunity to speak to khalil Khalil Saab from, from Bank Al-Abib uh, in Pakistan, who also happens to be one of our customers. And he, you know, beautifully highlighted some of the best practices, the challenges that they face from a day-to-day perspective uh, on trade, trade compliance. And I think what was the key takeaway for me personally was, you know, institutions need to capture the trade throughout the life cycle and not get a snapshot of what mostly the banks do right now. Um, and And the fact that, trade within itself and this goes for multiple aspects of fcc is that it's becoming so deep and sharp um, that he highlighted uh, you know the need for trade kyc when it in, in in their own operations which i thought was quite forward looking on his part being based in that region and the last one which kind of personally shook me a lot was the one with phoebe from the mekong club you know yeah. the holiday season is here everybody's busy shopping and I had never in my in my life bothered which brand I'm buying. But now, after speaking to her, the elements of supply chain awareness, I mean, is that brand linked to modern slavery or child labor um, or trafficking of any sorts? I think it's 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 an awareness that I have. I, I research my brand before I buy it, which I urge people to do as well. I mean, globally, there are 40 million people who have been affected by modern slavery or any form of uh, human trafficking. So I think these are real problems out there, which, you know, FCC solution providers like us are going in day in and day out and trying to battle. So um, so as I said uh, at, at the start, I think it's been a very enriching journey uh, personally and professionally, kind of hearing you all and learning from all our speakers. So just a big round of massive thank you to all our speakers, all our listeners, uh, you both and Zoe. So onwards and upwards from here into 2021. This is so true. Agreed. Yeah, no, and I, I want to highlight uh, the Mekong Clubs one because that was that one was probably the most one, the most shocking one to me. And being able to talk to organizations like them and bringing them into the show and, and talk to them and learn from them. Because to your point, I mean, I don't think a lot of, I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that are cognizant of these issues, but probably not a lot of people too. I, I, I will be the first one to tell you, I didn't know that those were the numbers. And so, yeah, that was really great. And, you know, to that note, I wanted to highlight our episode with the Sentry, being able to bring them in and have them share their message around 
their research and what they're doing to support these corporations and these institutions to help, you know, weed out the bad actors from the financial system. It's, it's huge. You know, I think um, obviously, you know, George Clooney is a big thing. It's a big image for them. And he's one of the founders of the, of the organization, but being able to talk to the people that are front and center, you know, putting these research together, it was huge. And, uh, and very enlightening in being able to share that and 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 promote their uh, their work because it's important out there. So that one was a big one for me. I know Julia, I, that was supposed to be one of yours. So I thank you for. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, could, I couldn't do it, but you, you think you you lucked in there for that one because I couldn't I couldn't yeah. do it. But that was it, was it was definitely one of the more. I think it's very. It's very confronting. It's something like you know, having it, having a, a podcast with the Century, having a podcast with the Mekong Club. I think you do realize just how much work is going on around the world to stop, you know, to stop not not only money laundering, but you know, people profiting from war, people profiting from human trafficking. And I think it's um, it's very easy to think that it's a problem that doesn't really impact you or that, you know, it's, it's not, it's not that bad or it's, you know, it's, it's in other parts of the world, not, not where you are. So yeah, like Anka was saying, you know, it's when you actually, you know, I think it's, it's important for everyone to, to at least educate themselves and, and, and know where things are coming from and, and support, you know, the work of, of, of organizations like those who are, you know, trying to, to keep the bad actors out, trying to make sure that, you know, human trafficking isn't making it into the, the supply chain. Yeah. Yeah. Very enlightening for sure. The only, the other one that I wanted to mention, it's was our episode with Max Lerner from State Street. That was incredible as well. You know, hearing from someone that manages a global compliance team from a major uh, financial institution, that was really great to hear as well. I made up the uh, compliance trifecta from there, but it, to me, it was really interesting to hear about how is not just machine learning, not just AI, because those are very, like, the, they're fuss words, right? They're, they're the terms that people talk about, oh, AI this, AI that, but it's also about the people that manages these systems in order to have, you know, very effective compliance programs and then also the training. Right. So that was very interesting from here, hearing from someone that that manages a a global team in a major financial institution. So that was really great. Obviously, all his all his knowledge was, I mean, incredible. And then I think the last one for me and mind you, we had how many episodes total this year? Thirty two episodes. So I think they're all special and they're all in their own type of way. But. One that was really great to have is one of our own from Dave Laser, who spoke to us about the OFAC Maritime Advisory earlier this year. Dave is, you know, incredibly knowledgeable. So for him to come in and actually kind of give us a breakdown of what the advisory means, uh, not only for financial institutions, but now for, you know, different corporations like insurance, you know, the cargo industry, the freight forwarders. Uh, and kind of break it down in a way that is digestible, right? Because that's another thing. You know, these things can be very heavy. So funny enough, that was the number one episode for us, the most downloadable. And, you know, if you're in the industry, I can see why. OFAC is kind of a big player and a major regulator. So being able to understand that is key. So 
that one's a good one for me. I, I mean, I learned a lot from that one personally. And well, I mean, we had a lot of also uh, legal professionals here in the U.S. that kind of highlighted some of the the, the key differences and, and the major gaps that we see here in the U.S. in correlation with other regions where there's no regulations here that require legal firms to... So if we say that, yeah, that the regulations that apply to law firms in, in places like Europe don't apply in the U.S.? Yeah, we've had a lot of incredibly talented experts talk to us about that. And, and that's been really great to hear. For sure. Uh, we hear from our counterparts, at least in the UK. And I think also in Singapore, there are regulations uh, as well with legal professionals. And we don't have that here. And, and it's interesting to hear those differences. So that's another highlight in general, being able to understand too the differences between regions, even though compliance payments and all that is part of a global theme every region and country honestly has their own little nuances that's the word that I'm looking for nuances and learning from people from all over the world it's been really enriching for sure so no agreed and I think it's um it's it's been great you know as, as much as we didn't really know I think what this podcast was going to look like I think it's just been such a it's been so fascinating to actually you know not only have this as a as a chance for, for people to, you know, hear about what we're doing and hear about, you know, who our customers are and, and some of the industry bodies that we work with. It's also just, you know, selfishly, it's been really interesting for us. I think each of us, you know, we come off the back of a podcast recording and we go, oh my God, you know, have you heard this? Have you, have you heard about what's happening here? Do you know that these numbers are this? I think it's, um, it's been great. I'm really looking yeah. forward to 2021, actually. I think we'll, um, you know, we, we know, we know the formula now. We, um, I'm sure that we've got some some really exciting guests lined up as well. Oh, yes, we do. So, yeah, I mean, 2021 would be great in terms of taking this a step further, probably going deep vertically. I think, you know, you guys have spoken enough about how good the podcast are, so I don't want to speak more on that. But, guys, if you want to nominate anyone from your institution, please reach out to Julia, Daphne, or myself on LinkedIn or drop us a line at podcast at acuity.com. We would love to speak to you in terms of the areas of expertise that you want to bring on board. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm also looking forward uh, with the learnings that we have had this year to, to make this even bigger. I mean, I personally, when we started this, I remember we, you know, we had this yellow card that Wasson used to do. Um, <laughs> his name is always a, a, tr- a tongue twister for me, but I really enjoyed, you know, hearing him on a weekly basis because he's our sanctions data expert. Um, and and on and, and multiple weeks, he's brought out brought out some specific nuance, you know, from the globe, and and that's really done a value add to the podcast at large. So I think those small bits that we've put together, I think I'm sure the audience has enjoyed it as much as I have. Yeah, and for those of you asking why we haven't brought those back, Vincent or Vincent, it's incredibly busy. He is our expert in acuity and. He's like a celebrity, an in-house celebrity, and it's kind of hard to bring him back. But every time we can get information from him, you know, we, you know, it's going to be great. So hopefully that's something that we can bring back to you guys for next year, for sure. Because it was great. I love the yellow card of the week uh, for when we first started. So, yes, guys. So, like I said, this is our last episode of the year. Uh, We're off until January. But I mean, 
Thank you guys again to all of our listeners, to all of our speakers for a great and wonderful 2020. I know it was a difficult year, but I mean, we made the best of it, you know? Uh, and like you said, Ankit, upwards and onwards. I mean, there's nowhere else to go. So I, I'm really excited for 2021. We really hope that we can continue to bring great content to you that's useful, that's um, helpful in your efforts, not only on the compliance side, but also on the payment side. And yeah, I, I'm really excited and, you know, looking forward to keep working with you guys and bringing you guys some awesome stuff. Same here, definitely. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Stay safe. Merry Christmas to you guys. And um, we will see you in 2021. Yes, indeed. Take care. Happy holidays. Stay safe. Goodbye. 